I Respectfully Disagree podcast, man. Back in the building. Back with another quick episode, man. Uh, what a day, what a day, what a day. Just got back from the Louisville-Kentucky game. Um, amazing, amazing game. I just wanted to touch on that briefly um, before I do today's topic, which is um, Thanksgiving. I know your typical Thanksgiving conversation is usually, you know, what are you thankful for? What do you appreciate the most? Blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to take a different approach based on some of the things that transpired on Thursday. And I'm listening to, uh, you know, different people's podcasts and conversations and seeing different posts on social media. And it just, it had my wheels turning. And this is something that I wanted to discuss the other day, but really wasn't in the mind frame to do it. And, you know, my energy's up, you know, great comeback win today for my cats. So I'm in a, I'm in a better mood. I'm in a good mood. So thought I'd fire up the mic. Um, before I get started, um, shout out to Mario over at My Therapist Made Me Do This Podcast. Um, great, great, great podcast. But his last couple of episodes have really hit home for me. Like I said, mentally, just been dealing with a lot. You know, I don't really open up to the world. Just kind of keep everything in and just try to pretend like, everything is all right around me because I'm, I'm real big on not inviting a lot of people into your personal business because it's only a handful of people that you can really depend on in terms of trusting them with some of your, your life secrets or personal feelings and things that you're going through. And they genuinely care. Most people just want to be nosy and, they're not even offering a helping hand or any sound advice. It's just they just want to see what's going on in, in your world. And half the time, most of them are even cheering that you're dealing with with hardship and things. So after listening to his, you know, last few episodes, it's just like, damn, like, is it the change of the weather? Like, what's going on? Like, usually they say, you know, when the temperature starts falling, that's when, you know, a lot of crazy thoughts and depression and stuff seeps in as as the weather gets cooler and things like that. And I don't know if it's a combination of that or, you know, this around this time. Now that my mother is gone, it's like it's going to always remind me of the events that transpired leading to her passing on top of the fact that her birthday is on November the 21st. And, you know, during this time back in 2020, she had just finished going through her, you know, surgery, having her uh, left lung removed and she was trying to rehab. And I remember, you know, trying to take her Thanksgiving plate to her nursing facility and it's the heart of COVID. So she couldn't have any visitors. So I couldn't even see her like I couldn't even spend Thanksgiving with my mother. And she's in a, a building with complete strangers because, you know, of course, we're we're not from here. So it's like dropping her a plate off at the door 
not even knowing if she's going to get it, if she's being treated fairly, if she's, you know, emotional because she's spending Thanksgiving alone. So it's like you're forever stuck with those, those memories, you know, and it's like every year for the holidays, it's just, it's just different now. And you, you try your best not to impose that onto others. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be responsible for, you know, messing up other people's holidays and things like that. But it's like, it's going to always be in the back of my mind. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's just a combination of things. And it just kind of had me in a funk. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm going to discuss today. But like I said, I, I didn't mean to open it up and kill the mood. Cause like I said, I was in a good mood today. Um, shout out to all the diehard Louisville Cardinal fans. Um, as you all know, <laughs> the Louisville Kentucky thing, man, this, this is a real rivalry. Like I understand a lot of people say Carolina Duke. I know today was the Ohio state, Michigan, and it's like I get it for for each region or each area, you know, everybody's going to say their their rivalry is the best or whatnot. But it's like I honestly don't know if the Duke Carolina rivalry extends beyond basketball. I don't know if the Ohio State Michigan extends beyond football. But I know for us. Louisville, Kentucky, whether it's basketball, football, volleyball, baseball, women's basketball, like softball, like everybody goes hard in the paint for Louisville versus Kentucky. And it just so happens that, you know, we're a house divided. So that's always something that brought me and my wife closer together. We've always attended, you know, Louisville, Kentucky games, dating, going all the way back to college. You know what I'm saying? When I first met her, and that was some of Louisville's peak years where um, it was very uncommon for Kentucky to get a win. So when we did get one, we actually cherished it. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was super, super bragging rights because I remember the the walk-off from uh, Stevie Johnson and uh, I got some pictures of that. I think, man, honestly, man, I think my wife was a freshman. So we had just met. We had literally just met. And uh, me and her went to that game together. So we have a lot of memories surrounding the U of L UK rivalry. You know what I'm saying? Now we're getting our kids involved. We took Peyton to the game today, took Aubrey to the U of L uh, UK volleyball game. Uh, my wife and Paige are going to the women's basketball game coming up soon. So it's like finding a way to spend time with your family, enjoy, you know what I'm saying, sports, and at the same time sit back and, and laugh. You know what I'm saying? I made a couple of posts. Shout out to Sneed and, and Coach. I'm usually going hard at them about the games or whatnot. But this particular U of L UK game was different. Because UK has won the last six, the last six matchups in football. So it's been like, you know what I'm saying, U of L just been kind of on that rebuild mode, so to speak, 
trying to bounce back from the Lamar Jackson era of things and you know what I'm saying different coaching changes and stuff like that so you really didn't know what to expect coming into this season Louisville has a first year coach a lot of changes were made and for us we lost Will Levis so it's like you really didn't know what to expect in terms of how UK season was going to go and it turns out that Louisville's had one of the best seasons in program history. So shout out to the Louisville Cardinals. Um, we actually have a, a family member that plays for, for U of L. Shout out to Ramon Perrier. Um, Deuce. Shout out Deuce, number 41. Um, he's had an incredible journey in terms of him actually getting on at L as a walk-on, which in turn led to him getting a full scholarship, which now led to him being a starter and one of the key playmakers and things down there on the line. So kudos to him. And that's why I tell people it's like, yeah, I, I trash talk and go back and forth with Louisville fans, but I watch your all's games. I'm supporting family. So I ain't a hater, hater. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll tease and go back and forth. But at the end of the day, even I'm open enough to admit that this Louisville team scared me going into today's game. So I had zero expectations because this year was a down year for Kentucky in my eyes. Like, we we thought we had a solid quarterback that was going to, you know, help replace Levis, um, solid run game. You know, UK's always had a, a good run game. It's just unfortunate that we're in the SEC, so every year you got to play your Georgias, your Tennessees, and things like that. Um, Missouri was a shocker this year. So, you know, UK just – it was just one of them funky years. So going into today's game, it's like – I really didn't do a lot of trash talking, so to speak. I was just letting everything play out to all the Louisville fans. Of course, high hopes, hopes all the way up to the top, filling over, cup runneth over, full of Louisville hope. But I just kept making little comments like, we'll see, we'll see. And I was like, you know, anything can happen. That's the beauty of a rivalry game. Anything can happen. And, you know, Louisville's going to the ACC championship game. So this was one of those years where it's like they have every right in the world to brag. Every right in the world. But it's something about that humble pie, man. Ooh, it it tastes so good. Nice, warm slice of humble pie with a little bit of ice cream on the side. But, um... Going back to the game real quick because this was by far one of the best UK U of L games that I've been a part of in a long time. You know, not saying that in a joking manner in terms of, you know, UK has won the last few, but it's like from a competitive view, like this was up there because I feel like U of L picked the worst time to have a bad game. 
Like their offense has been clicking for the most part all year. Their defense has been solid all year. And it's like, I don't know if this was a situation where they were looking ahead to playing Florida State and they just kind of disrespected Kentucky in terms of, you know, this was one of our down years. So, you know, we're just going to run through them and keep it moving. Try not to get hurt. Let's focus on next week. I don't know what it was, but this was one of those weeks where it's like, I didn't recognize the offense that was on that field today. And like I was telling my wife, I was like, for the first time, I can admit, I feel like Stoops came in with a, we don't have anything to lose mentality. Because most people know, you know, UK's blueprint is run, 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 run some more. And Davis had an almost 300-yard game this year. I don't even, maybe 298 or something. I don't know if he surpassed 300. I can't remember. But ever since that game, it was like, all right, the blueprint is out on Kentucky. Like, low the box. They're going to have to make the quarterback, going to have to let the quarterback beat us. And that's just some shoes that I feel like Leary never did feel in terms of stepping up and being a solid quarterback, delivering the ball, making the right reads, and getting the ball down the field. You know, early in the season, he had a few good games, but when it mattered the most, it was just like I wasn't sold on him. So Stoops came in today with a, we don't have nothing to lose. And he actually, you know, made some some play calls in the second half where it's like first down, everybody's expecting UK to run the ball. And he took some shots. And, you know, he caught caught him sleep on the left side of the field on one play, moved him down. I don't know how many yards. It was a big chunk play, but they ended up scoring off of that. And, you know, we just made the right plays at the right time. And then shout out to Kentucky's defense because I felt like U of L was going to come and pass, 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 pass. But for whatever reason, they stuck with keeping the ball on the ground for the most part. And that's when Jordan turned the ball over. And I feel like that was the play of the game, even though it was third quarter. Um, U of L was up, what, 10, I think? You know what I'm saying? Like, the game was just – you was just waiting for the game to be blown wide open. Like, I just felt it. Like, I just like, all right, Kentucky can't – you know, take that line back. L came down and scored. We ran the kickoff back. We ran the kickoff return and cut it to three. So, I'm just saying to myself, I'm like, okay, you know, you're just waiting for something to happen. And, you know, boom, the fumble happened. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. We go down, we score, and what else happened? Hold on. Trying to replay it back in my head. I don't know if Louisville fumbled again or threw an interception or whatever, but they turned the ball over again. And I'm saying to myself, we have a seven-point lead. Just protect the ball. And sure enough, we throw an interception. Louisville comes down, ties the game like a little over two minutes left. And I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. Putting the ball in this quarterback's hands. And I've been leery of leery all year. So 
I'm saying to myself, like, I just felt like either it was going to go into overtime or L was going to get an interception or force a punt, kick a field goal to win the game. But sure enough, you know, again, shout out to Coach Stoops for putting his trust in his quarterback to to make those big plays and, and move them down the field. And then um, we ended up running it in to seal the deal. But that was a hell of a game. I'm saying all that to say that that was a hell of a game. Win, lose, or draw, you know, you 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 tip your cap to U of L. You you hate that that game played out the way that it done because I truly feel like Louisville should have ran the table this year. You know, they had a, a mishap, you know, in, in Pittsburgh where they dropped a game that they should have won. But the way the college playoff and stuff is set up, it's like they had a slim chance to make magic happen in my opinion, had they ran the table. Like, they came in today's game, I want to say, what, number 10? Ranked number 10, even with that loss to Pittsburgh. So it's like, had they not lost, now you're possibly talking about a top six heading into today's game, knowing that Ohio and Michigan is going to play. I believe Washington still has to play. Georgia, Alabama, you know, anything can go with that game, even though, of course, Georgia's going to be picked to win. But it's like, depending on how the dice roll, Louisville had a possibility to make this a historic season, in which they still can by winning the ACC. So I don't want to talk too much trash because, like I said, man, that was a hell of a game. I, for one, did not expect Kentucky to win, and I will be honest when I say that. It's like, I had no expectations other than a, you know, some barbershop talk, a few little bragging rights within our inner circle. But I'm going to be honest and say that when I put my tickets in today, I took U of L to win. And then on one ticket, I took Kentucky with the spread, but I ended up uh, messing that ticket up off of uh, some of the wide receivers didn't get the yardage or whatnot. But you know, I wasn't confident enough to say, hey, I know for a fact Kentucky's going to win. So this by far, in my opinion, was one of the, the the best UK UofL football games that I've been a part of in a in a long time. So salute to both teams. I know that ain't what most people want to hear, and I'm going to push the button on myself. I disagree. Take that back because I ain't going to say salute to both teams. Kentucky, Kentucky earned that. They deserve it. And at the end of the day, I can still cheer for family. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'll cheer for cuz, you know, as they play Florida State. But outside of that, you know, we won the game. So, shout out to the Kentucky Wildcats. I apologize. I hit the button on myself. Um, it ain't no salute to both teams. Nah, we won that. But anywho, man, um, if y'all still listening, man, y'all let me know in the comment section. What's the what's the best rivalry out there? Like, does that uh, Ohio State Michigan extend further than football? If Clyde, if you listening to this, bro, man, let me know, man. Let me know. Shout out to Bones. He's a uh, North Carolina Tar Heel. Like I said, that at Duke, you, uh, UNC, Nelly. 
I only hear y'all talk about basketball, though. I don't know if that extends to other sports the way UK and, and U of L does. So y'all let me know in the comments, man. What's the best rivalry in sports? Collegiate sports. Um, smooth little transition for we for we get off here. Like I said, man, it's one of them things where it's like the holidays are just different now. And it's like I don't I don't know if it's where we're getting older and we're not realizing that we're the aunts and uncles now. Like you're still viewing it from the lens of a child, so to speak. Where it's like I, I remember growing up and we would go to my aunt's house for breakfast on Christmas morning, open up gifts. And then by 1 or 2 o'clock, we'll go over to my grandmother's house, open more gifts, and then everybody will prepare Christmas dinner. We'll sit around and have dinner. Everybody, you know, clear the kitchen. We'll start playing games and things like that. All the kids will be in the back, you know, whether I got the new Super Nintendo or the new Sega. It was like, you know, we was all in the back on the game. All the adults was up front playing games and things like that. And we all enjoyed each other's company. And then late in the evening, you know, 9, 10 o'clock at night is when everybody went home. So those were the memories that we've always had. And it's like the older I get or the older I got, you started seeing that kind of diminish. And before you knew it, Kevin had done moved away from home. Um, different circumstances where, you know, certain people may be at this family's house. Somebody's over at somebody else's house. So now when you go up to grandmama and them houses, just a handful of people because everybody's got to be in different locations, you know. And before you knew it, I'm off to college. Every now and then I'll come back home and things like that. But I just kind of stayed up this way so to speak. And now that, you know, my grandparents are gone, half the family don't even talk to each other no more, man. Like, I really didn't want to put all of this on, on no podcast or nothing like that because I don't want to, you know, use this as some kind of gossiping or you know, airing out dirty laundry or nothing like that. So I'm just going to speak in general, so to speak. But I'm saying all of this for a good reason. But it's like, you know, ever since, you know, grandmama and granddaddy passed, it's like things have just been different. Like not seeing cousins, not talking to cousins, aunts, uncles, things like that. And it's like you see the different memes and stuff on social media. And that's why sometimes when I be sharing that stuff, it's like a lot of it hits home for me. But I don't know if that plays a factor in some of that depression and things that I be sitting here feeling during the holidays. And you sit around and you, you consume so much on the Internet to where it starts changing your thought process. And maybe that's a sign where, you know, maybe we need to start staying off social media as much. But it's like when I talk to my peers and things like that, 
shit is just different. And shout out to Crystal. She sent me a clip. I'm going to do another episode. And it's a clip talking about your day ones versus your day twos. I had never heard of the term day twos before. But I'm going to do that episode next week once I sit down and, and gather my thoughts so I can choose my words carefully because some may hear that and find it disrespectful or things like that. But I don't think it's it's disrespectful. It's just it's just the truth. It's just reality and just a little quick tad bit of what the conversation was. It was like your day ones you shouldn't expect your day ones to be your biggest supporters. It's always mainly going to be your day twos because most people, as they grow older, you move away, you start doing different things in life. And even though your day ones, you know, you consider them still friends and stuff like that. That's from a distance. Usually it's your day twos that's pouring support and positive affirmations into you. They know some of your deepest darkest secrets they've seen your family grow and things like that so when I hear that it's like damn a lot of my day ones you know we still keep in touch with each other we still talk but in terms of deep conversation and knowing what's going on in in my daily life whether it's work or family related they really don't know whereas a lot of my peers that I met through college A lot of people that I've met through social media, you know, just living here in Louisville and things like that. I have some of my deepest conversations with them. So that's why I felt like that conversation is is meant to be its own episode. And I'm going to play the clip. But like I said, man, shout out to Crystal for sending that to me. That was an interesting thought piece. But it's like going back to what I'm talking about with the holidays or whatever. It's like. It's just different. And it's like, I don't even know how to put it. I don't even know how to put it, man. It's like, who's at fault? Do we all hold each other accountable for why these relationships have diminished? Because we're talking about family that, you know, we went every day seeing each other. We're from a small town. There wasn't a day that didn't go by that we didn't see each other. We all had to go to school together. On the weekends, we was all the grandma and them house together. And it's like, now as adults, we all have kids and family, and our kids have never even met each other's kids. So it's like, now that my mother has passed, that adds another element to it. Because, yeah, I got to excuse me, man. Um, I don't ever want people to think that I forgot where I came from or I've turned my back on where I live at or things like that. But it's like that drive going down there, It's just different. And that's something that I feel like I have control over. And I don't want to subject myself to that environment, knowing that it's going to cause me to 
get in my feelings, so to speak. Like, I haven't been home in almost two years. And the last time I went, it's like I was the only person in my mother's house. You know, my, my wife, my kids didn't go with me. So sitting in them walls and <laughs> you don't hear anybody talking, you don't hear nothing, and you just think and hope that she's going to come around that corner and walk down the hallway and stuff like that. And it's like, I didn't like that feeling. So that's something where I've told myself, it's just like, maybe the time will come one day where I'll just get in the car and just go. But right now that ain't nothing that I'm just willingly wanting to do. And I'm okay with that. I'll live with that for now. But I'm saying all of this because the holidays just reminds you of it anyway. So even though I think I'm escaping it, in reality I'm not because I'm just sitting around and you still end up being consumed by those thoughts, whether I'm in Clinton or whether I'm in in Louisville. And it's just different. And it's like even, you know, with this year's Thanksgiving, it's like, okay, we all came together. We all ate. And then by 4 o'clock, everybody was at different families' houses and things like that. And before you knew it, it was just, you know, my family and my mother-in-law's and my wife was in there trying to play games with the kids or whatnot just to give them something to do versus – all right, we done eating, clean up, <laughs> come back home, and then we spend the rest of the evening in our house. It's like, is that really what the memories of Thanksgiving is going to be now for our kids? And that's why I'm I'm wanting to have this conversation because it's like, who does that fall on? And that's why I mentioned earlier, it's like, we're the adults, we're the aunts, we're the uncles. So if we're not the ones creating these events and things to help show our kids different, you know what I'm saying, sides of family and give them everlasting memories of, you know, oh, man, every Thanksgiving we used to do this or every Christmas we done that. I look forward to family reunions. Then they're never going to have it because we're not orchestrating it. We're not putting it together. Oftentimes, families is bickering. Nobody's talking. Everybody's going at each other, posting subliminals and things like that on the Internet. And it's like, how how do you think you're going to ever sit down and come together for the holidays and enjoy each other's company? Because you spent all your beefing and throwing shots at each other. And it's like now you got a whole generation of kids that's got cousins out there that don't even know each other. You could be walking past your cousin in the store and wouldn't even know it. So that that falls on us. And I'm willing to hold myself accountable for that because I just admitted that, like, I ain't been back home. I don't keep up with family the way I'm supposed to. But then in turn, I feel like a part of that is why I'm in my feelings because I don't feel like nobody does that for me and my kids. So why should I continue to care? And I know that's the wrong attitude to have, and I'm pretty sure my wife going to beat me up when she hears this, but I'm just being honest. And it's like, 
you know, I had a conversation with my father a while back, and it was said to me that my daughter alluded to, well, if nobody comes to visit us, then my dad said he's not going to see nobody else. And it's like, I've never said that to my kids. I've never painted that picture. Now, deep down, I may feel that way. I may feel that way, but I've never painted that picture to my kids. I would never do that. But I am saying to myself, it's like, it's hard. And it hurts sometimes where it's like you have different milestones and accomplishments in life and you want somebody to be there to support you or show that they genuinely care. And it never happens. So that's why you, you get that, that built up feeling of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like, sometimes I I do get angry because I'm saying to myself, it's like, as much as I say, family don't reach out, family don't do this and do that. And I'll hold myself accountable, but it's like, shit, don't nobody reach out to us. So if I'm sitting there saying to myself out of stubbornness, I'm not going to pick up the phone either. Two wrongs don't make a right. But at the same time, it's like, man, sometimes that, that hurts. It really does. It's like, man, I, I got three wonderful children and I got a whole side of my family that they don't even know. So that's, that's part of the issue in its own self. So it's like when I'm sitting around during the holidays and I've spent the last 15 plus years <laughs> celebrating the holidays with my in-laws, you know, they are my family. I consider them family, but it's like in terms of blood relatives, is non-existent. My kids have no idea of any of the traditions or any kind of anything that I had growing up because they no longer exist. So it's like, do I put all of that burden on myself to try to recreate it? I don't know. But we're all scattered all over the place. My brother Kevin, he's out in Texas. Uh, I'm not going to disclose, you know, my, my younger brother's situation. But it's like all of us have kids and they don't even know each other. So then when the holidays come around and it's just like, damn, like you just get hit all at once with all of these feelings. Your mother's no longer here. So she's she's not able to enjoy the moments, build the memories. Your family's scattered all over the place. You don't even talk. So then you just stuck. You just stuck trying to figure out like what is going on, man. Like, is this really what what life is about? So enough rambling. That's kind of the conversation that I wanted to leave for the rest of the world. And it's almost kind of like me opening and inventing some of my pent up frustrations as it relates to the holidays. Because when I talk to my peers and it's like, man, I'm not the only one going through this. Like. I have several of, of my peers that, you know, have families and have kids. And it's like they only know one side of their family. Why is that? 
where where are we dropping the ball as it relates to everyone coming together? And I hate to, <laughs> I hate to, I'm going to lighten the mood up real quick because it's like, you know, watching the Grinch back in the day, the old school joint, not this new stuff they coming up with, the old school joint where it's like, you know, the Grinch was just angry, 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 trying to steal people's stuff, steal all their joy and this and that. And then you get all the way to the end and it's like the whole community is sitting there holding hands and, and Buddy Hart just kept growing and growing and growing. It's like I laugh and joke and I done took on <laughs> the persona of the Grinch. Like, you know what I'm saying, man? My kids be laughing at me every year because it's like I call myself the Grinch during the holidays and I don't know if that's by choice or if that's by all of the circumstances around me. It just kind of made me numb to everything. So I'm saying all of that because this is my message to any of my family that's listening to this, to any of my friends that are listening to this, or anybody that's dealing with similar thoughts and you going through, you know, different battles of depression or feeling insecure as it relates to just family we got to figure out how to fix it. We got to figure out how to do something different and be the bigger person to show our children what it is to actually have support and family and an actual backbone when life gives you some of the hardest cars to deal with instead of trying to Handle all of this on your own. Because I think sometimes that's my dilemma too. It's like I'm I'm faced with having to handle everything on my own because I feel like I don't have nobody that I can turn to. I don't feel like I have anybody that in my deepest, darkest time that I can be like, you know what, man, I really need help. And it, it sucks to say that. It sucks to feel that way. But it's just like all of these bonds are broken. So what do I look like <laughs> reaching out to somebody that I ain't talked to in four or five years? And be like, hey, man, I'm really down bad. Like, I really need your help. I ain't talked to you in how long? Now you coming to me because you need something? It's like it shouldn't even be that way. Those shouldn't even be the thoughts I should have. Those shouldn't even be the feelings as it relates to family. So how do we fix it? How do we change that? How can we sit here and teach our kids about being supportive and being there for each other? But then in reality, we got cousins and stuff that we don't even talk to. I don't know. I said I hate that I, I went off on a tangent or whatnot. And it kind of went from being happy about the U of L UK game to just straight downhill, you know, thinking about the holidays and stuff. But it was like, I was really down in the dumps on Thanksgiving for a multitude of reasons. And it's just like, shit is just different. It really is. So that's what I'm gonna leave y'all with here today, man. It's like, if y'all are listening to this, you got any kind of, uh, turmoil or things that's going on 
with friends and family, figure out what needs to be done to fix it. Don't get me wrong. Like all relationships ain't meant to be bonded back together. It, it broke for a reason, but figure out how you can be at peace with those decisions and don't let it hinder you later on in life. It's crazy. But anyways, man, like I said, I'm going I'm to get off here, continue making uh, making these memes and stuff, going at these Louisville Cardinals. And uh, LeBron, he's back in Cleveland tonight, so I'm getting ready to sit down and watch LeBron play the Cavs. But um, I just wanted to get that off, off of my mind, man. Like, what are, what are we going to do to help fix some of these situations and and – not only for ourselves, but for our children to give them something to look forward to. Because if you really think about it, man, it's like there ain't even nothing to build on no more. These kids don't have no no memories of seeing a house full of family running around, everybody having smiles on their faces, playing board games, card games, just enjoying each other's fellowship. Like it hardly ever happens anymore. So what do you blame? Like, is it people moving away? Is it just <laughs> the love and stuff wasn't ever genuine to begin with? So once people move and you start seeing things from a different light, it's like you just get turned off by it. Um, me and my brother, Kevin, we joke all the time. It's one of them things uh, out of sight, out of mind. And I've adopted that. It gets to the point to where it's like I done went so long without seeing or hearing or thinking about certain things to where it don't even cross my mind no more. So I'm I'm numb to it until the holidays come around. And then it's like, damn, I didn't talk to anybody on Thanksgiving. Blood related. Maybe a little five minute conversation. But outside of that, it's like, is that really where we at now as a family? That's not cool. But anyways, man, enough of me rambling. I want y'all to, uh, if you're listening to this, you're watching this, hit that thumbs up, man. We well over 500 now. I think I'm in like 508. So we climbing that ladder, man. The next goal going to be 1,000. But I'll aim for that in 2024. So let's end the year on a, on a positive note. Christmas is coming up. New Year's is coming up. Spend the rest of this year trying to figure out how you can help fix some of these bonds and show your families and kids and things different. Because a lot of us have memories of growing up and being around each other, and for whatever reason, it just kind of went away. So what is it that, that we have to do to, to bring that back? So y'all be sure to hit that like, share, and subscribe. Uh Got the new beanies on deck. I respectfully disagree as stitched in. So for people that have been asking the hats, I think I'm going to do, I'm going to do 25 flat. That's whether it's local or have to be shipped because like I said, these are stitched. So I have to get them done. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a nice pretty penny to get each one done. 
Then don't forget, uh, all I need is one mic hoodies. Then I got the IRD hoodies. Like, just holler at me, man. Y'all let me know. Reach out to me, man. Y'all know how to get in touch with me, man. Y'all go follow the uh, I Respectfully Disagree on uh, Instagram, TikTok. Most definitely, you know, if y'all watching this, subscribe to the channel. Tell a friend to tell a friend, man. Get at me if y'all need this merch, dog. We out here. That's it, man. We out. Ass toasted. Yeah. No competition. Amisha toasted. Yeah. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine. Amisha toasted. I feel so live. And I know why. That I can't deny. Amisha toasted. Giddy fine wine. Fools mock liquor. Wish me I'm high class.